Welcome back to another Best of Here in the Out of Character podcast feed. I'm your host, Ryan Set. Let's get into the actual Best of content. Let's get to the biggest parts of Raw this week. And then we're immediately into Roman Reigns, top guy in all of WWE, coming out inside of Madison Square Garden. He asks to be acknowledged, then tells Paul Heyman he doesn't feel like talking anymore. So Heyman takes the mic, welcomes everyone to the island of relevancy, and he continues to talk, but the mic cuts out. And and this is the first of uh, some, like, whoa, crazy, wasn't expecting them to go there lines that, that we heard in this segment. Because Heyman gets another mic after his mic cuts out, and he, he asks the sound guy for his name, and he says, well, first he says, we've got a sound guy that must be from New Jersey or something, gets a big pop from the crowd, but then he goes further with it, and he says, we want your name written down, you're the next one out the door, <laughs> and, uh, and I thought that was going to be the most, uh, uh, the most surprising comment made in this segment, uh, but no. Nowhere near the most surprising comment made in this segment. Uh, but first, Heyman says um, he, he's kind of like hyping up SummerSlam, obviously. And he talks about all the times that Brock Lesnar has rained on someone's parade. Undertaker, Cena, etc. But make sure to make it known that Brock will not be doing that to Roman's historic reign. He says it's time for Brock to go back to Saskatchewan and slaughter a bunch of hogs. Roman Reigns will finally rid himself of Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Now, this segment gets interrupted by Theory with his Money in the Bank briefcase. And Roman's face here, you can see that he's he's already hungry and he's he's ready to attack. Uh, but uh, But not quite yet because Theory comes out and says the bloodline seems to have forgotten the most important thing heading into SummerSlam, which is him cashing in Money in the Bank. Uh, Roman takes the mic and says, uh, you're just going to stop right there because Theory's still not inside the ring. He's talking all this mess outside the ring. <laughs> and so uh, he says, if you're going to step foot in my arena, at least step foot in my ring and, and acknowledge your tribal chief. And uh, he first has another good line here, too. He goes, wise man, we like him, right? <laughs> and Heyman's like, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. And so uh, he then... This is when the heater comes. He says uh, he wants to offer some words of wisdom to Theory. And he says uh, Theory needs to look around, survey the situation a little bit because your daddy's not here anymore. Obviously referring to Vince McMahon being, uh, re- retiring from the company. And the place melts down. The roof blows off. The fans cannot believe Roman Reigns went, Roman Reigns went there on night one, uh, the play starts going crazy. Even Heyman has this look on his face like, whoa, I can't believe Roman Reigns went there. And the crowd then starts chanting, daddy's gone. And I died. My fiance heard me from downstairs in my office crying of laughter because I couldn't believe they had Roman Reigns go there. I waited till commercial break and I was like, okay, now you can come up so I can tell you everything that you missed because I know you're interested. <laughs> but so they're chanting, Daddy's gone. And Roman chimes back in with, You heard him, Daddy's gone. And then the crowd starts chanting, Who's your daddy? And then, Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? And, uh, the- <laughs> and then uh, Theory's got this look on his face, and Roman <laughs> says, 
I'll tell you who his daddy is. If he keeps messing with the tribal chief, I'm going to be his daddy. Uh, I run the garden now. Balin, the bloodline leaves, and Theory tries to hit Jay from behind with a briefcase, but Roman stops Jay from attacking back, and they leave uh, to, to fight Theory later in the show, which we'll get to. Um, this was insane. This was <laughs> insane. I think that I saw on Twitter all day of people being like, Oh, we're not going to see much of a difference on this show. Like, this show's going to be a regular run-of-the-mill Raw, even if Triple H is in charge of creative. He's, you know, he's only back. He's only just been back. It only got announced today. They still got SummerSlam plans. Um, and Triple H came out the gate hot, hot out the gate. This was a fantastic way to start the show on both ends. Uh, Logan Paul and Miz, Roman Reigns, just ethering uh, uh, theory, just oh man, so entertaining. Like these, this is the kind of raw that I like to watch. Uh, just you know, it, it was good. I felt like I was watching something uh, that of of yesteryear, and it was real nice to see Roman Reigns just loose, free to say what's on his mind, uh, and it, it it was it was good. It was good. AJ offers support to Logan and Paul backstage following that, and uh, he just asks him to shut Miz's mouth at SummerSlam. So then we get impulsive TV with Logan Paul and The Miz. So here's what happened. Uh, Logan Paul comes out still kind of acting heelish. Still kind of acting heelish. I, I know that he, he's, he's acting the baby, he's playing the baby face heading into this, but his mannerisms just scream heel. I almost don't know if he even realizes it, but his just he plays the role of a heel so perfectly that it's going to be like I've said before, it's hard it's going to be a struggle for him to get people to cheer for him because he's, you know, he's 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 got his swagger walk coming out, then he gets in the ring and he's talking about being in Madison Square Garden and mentions how his brother Jake Paul will be fighting in Madison Square Garden next weekend which obviously gets a huge boo from the crowd when you're playing babyface you don't call out a heel i realize he doesn't think of his brother as a heel but i'm just saying just saying then he calls out the miz excuse me then he calls out the miz and says he wants to finish what they started earlier in the night but miz doesn't come out which keeps annoying logan so he calls out the miz tiny balls but instead maurice comes out carrying a purse that's two giant balls the two bicker about balls before Miz finally comes out. Uh, Marie, Marie slaps Logan before he can say another line about, yes, Miz's balls. And Logan says, congrats, you have bigger balls than your husband. Yes, a lot of ball talk. Uh, Champa attacks him from behind, though. Logan catches him, throws punches in the corner, but they team up on Logan. The Paul brother fights back, but he gets a skull-crushing finale to end the segment. <sighs> I hate to say it, I hate to say it because I've been a big fan of everything that they've done so far in this, I should say big, but I've, I've thought everything they've done so far has been good and effective. This to me felt like the first miss heading into this match. I felt like, I think they were almost cheering for the Miz, which I don't think is the the intended result. I just think it's really hard to get Logan Paul to be a good guy. I just think the people want to boo him. It's what the Logan, it's what the Paul brothers have risen to fame. It's how the Paul brothers have risen to fame. P- 
people like to boo them. I I know as someone who gets booed sometimes what that's like to not want to accept that, <laughs> but they get paid lots of money to not accept it, and I I I just felt like. People were almost cheering for the Miz here, and I know we're mad at Square Garden. It's a, it's a, it's a crowd that's diehard. But just yeah, a piece of me when I was watching this, I, I thought, man, that opening segment was just so effective with Logan Paul and the Miz, where it looked like they just wanted to beat each other's asses, both of them, just ready to, just ready to tear each other to, apart before the show even begins. Can't hold back. But then we got this, and it was more of the ball talk, and it was, it was, I just, even though Maurice played her role well, and Miz played his role well here as well, and even Logan to a certain degree, I don't think he was bad, it just, I just can't help but think when I'm watching this that he is still miscast as the babyface heading into this. Now, bigger crowd. In Nashville, maybe there'll be a different reaction. Maybe he will get a big baby face pop there when he comes out. It is very possible that I that that what I'm saying here ends up not mattering. <laughs> and he still gets a baby face pop when he comes out. However, uh, I just I just I don't know, maybe it's just me. I'm not even I'm not even like I'm actually someone who doesn't even dislike him. I listen. I've listened to his podcast. Like when he has an interesting guest on, I put it on just because I like to listen to other interviewers and you know see what I can gain from watching their content or listening to their interviews. So I do have respect for the guy. It's just when it comes to like getting cheers from the audience, I feel like this guy has to work overtime times ten <laughs> because. They're just such known heels to people who don't even know what a baby face and a heel are. So it just makes it tough. It makes it tough. And, and I'm not even a... I'm a fan, like I said. But I just know that from the wrestling fan base, they can be a tough crowd to win over. Do you know what the reason for the name change was at all? I mean, I guessed it. Walter is my real name, um, and as a from the from the side of the company, it makes a lot more sense if you actually can have some ownership on the name of an athlete that you kind of like, yeah, present or uh, put out there to an audience. So I kind of expected it, uh, but it it was fine for me. So. Did, did you have any input on the new name at all? Did they come to you and say, you got any ideas or anything like that? Or was it, did they send a list to you or anything like that? I mean, my point was always like, Walter is a very old name. Like, even in Austria, like, my dad is named Walter. So, I'm basically Walter Jr. Um, so, it's more like an older people's name. It's like, like nobody age 30 usually is called Walter. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, my my uh, grandpa, my stepmom's dad is named Walter, and he's 89 years yeah, old, course. so it's like it's perfect. <laughs> so uh, at the end of the day, it was like, okay, to fit that character and stuff like that, it will be some old German name, and at the end of the day, there's no... There were a few no-goes, I told them, that I would have thought are awful, like Hans or Franz or something like that, but then Gunther would be one of those that I thought 
yeah, would be a log- logical choice anyway. It doesn't have many. Was there any talk of uh, of capitalizing the whole name? Because I always liked how you did that with Walter, and then now it's normal. It's all normally written. I'm like, well, I'm used to Cap in his whole name. Oh, is it normally written now? I didn't even say, look on, on my think, screen here. Wait, well, uh, uh, there it is, but that's because we normally do that. Wait, hold on. I'm going to go WWE.com because I'm pretty sure, like, when you come out and make your entrance, it. Hold on. Let me. Do, <laughs> now I need to know because I'm Take not sure. Out. I think it is. Wait, hold on. Now, hold on. I'm looking on WWE.com right now. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. We're at the J. Okay, hold on. Went too far. Yeah, no, lowercase for the rest of it. Lowercase for the rest uh, of it. So you you would to. like it to be all capitalized too, then, right? Yeah, if it, I actually kind of thought it was, but I think I, re, I think I have to say something about it now. So <laughs> you you sh- you should say something to it. I don't know why it adds it adds like something extra. I don't know why it just feels a little more powerful when it's all caps. <laughs> it is, I think. I I, I got the. The Walter in all caps, I always loved it in Japan when the the Japanese heels would just write their name in full caps. They would just have because usually the in in Japan it's even it's it's way more sports presentation uh, oriented. So they always just have their full names, like first name and last name. And the heels would always just have one name and all in caps. I love that. So I, I thought, like, I need to get there. I love it, too. That's why I, I always figured that's where the inspiration was. But I love it, too. Yeah, push. Just give him a little elbow. Be like, uh, you know, <laughs> the caps was a thing. I want to ask you about your weight loss journey. Because I feel like, you know, you've – how much weight have you lost since you started losing weight? Mm, I think it must be around 60 pounds now Damn. or something, 65. Damn. So what prompted yeah. you to do that? Um, it was also like first of all, it was always I loved the look of the yeah the big Japanese heavyweights, the the Stan Hansens and Terry Gordy and Beta Scott Norton, like those junky foreign heavyweights. Um, I always loved that look, and I always think that look really suited my style. So I never really saw and how should I say there was never any big reason for me to be like okay, let's change that. And also, nobody ever said that to me either. It's like, when I was signed, I was, like, you see the pictures there. When I was signed, I was around that size. Um, and nobody ever saw that as an issue or something like that. It just fitted me. Um, but now there was always the thing, the thing of change too. I kind of knew it's moving, moving over here is going to change some stuff, even though I didn't know exactly what it was, but I always kind of, I kind of thought it like I have to, I have to do my part. I have to show that I'm adapting and I have to show that I put the work in uh, for change. Um, and I think that was the most obvious choice. Um, and also going forward, I knew I would be on main roster. It's like a national television show um, that's seen not just by wrestling hardcore fan, that's seen by everybody, regular people. Um, and looking like I look now I will be more appealing and standing out more than looking like I looked the way before because I think in the context I was performing before I think I got taken serious and I got away with being like a serious competitor like that but I think if you're like in the top league on national television every week and you want to represent a top tier athlete you have to be in shape 
to do so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything you said there, it's funny. Everything you said there is, is, is basically what I assumed, you know, challenging yourself, wanting to look better when you came to the main roster. And, and it's interesting because it's, it's what's fascinating to me about it is it kind of some of the things you talked about in there of like, there was nothing wrong with the way you looked before. It fit your character. It, it fit the badass vibe you were going for. It fit the look you were going for. It fit what you were building towards. Um, and I would think that it'd be almost nerve-wracking in a way to be like, okay, well, I want to get in shape for me, for all those things that you said. But were you worried on how it might affect the way your character was perceived? Oh, no, not at all, I got to say. Um, like I said before, it was just, I couldn't really... Because that that's the crazy thing about it now, I gotta say, because if I compare the pictures now, obviously I'm like, Phew. you were kinda like a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> because I because I never saw myself like that before. I always felt good. I always like I never had an issue in the ring, stamina wise, like it doesn't matter, like I always was fine with everything. Um, but now comparing the pictures, I'd be like, Man, you let yourself go. But like you said, it was fine for what it was before. And now it was a little bit of a gamble to be like, okay, you changed it up. It's a big change, but whatever. Now with the slight change of our look and also the the name change, it felt way more like a a rebranding or like a transformation rather than just being the same guy with a different name. So I think I was a little bit able to create a little bit of a new person when it came to the uh, when it came to the looks, uh, but I didn't really worry about. Because at the end of the day, it didn't make no sense. Like, what should I have to worry? Like, there's no, don't think there's only going to be any downside with losing some extra weight. No, there's definitely no downside to, to losing weight whatsoever. I was just thinking from like a, you know, a method acting pers perspective. You go like, well, that guy was a, you know, that Walter was a big guy. But what you said is exactly perfect. I mean, like you said, you knew you had a restart coming soon, most likely. So it was like, why not do everything possible so that when that restart happens, I'm in the best possible form that I can be in. And so, I mean, that led yeah. you to get an Intercontinental Championship very fast when <laughs> getting on the main roster. So, I mean, it, clearly <laughs> you showing all these things did help your case for when you finally got there. Yeah, no, definitely 100%. And also, like I said, timing wise, it was kind of perfect because I did, I started the diet like mid last year, but it was a little bit on, off, relaxed. There were, uh, I wasn't really able to focus 100% on it. And then, uh, me and my wife, we traveled a lot before I moved to, uh, because we, before we moved to America, we spent a lot of time in different European countries and stuff like that to make the most out of it. And then, when I moved over there, there was David and Marcel were already in fantastic shape and they obviously helped me grind through that and uh, pushed me big in training. So I definitely couldn't have done it uh, without them in that case, too. Yeah, I, I can imagine that having those two ripped guys around you all the time to kind of ask for advice and, and, and help lead you there would be very helpful because... Like you're, you're posting pictures and you're shredded, but then Ludwig drops one and it's just like every single piece of his body is like chiseled. It's insane. Yeah, he got in fantastic shape, you gotta say. Um, so did Fabian. They're both, and they both really grinded through. And I basically just, because we all have the same coach, he's an old friend that used to wrestle as well from Germany. Um, and yeah, I basically just did 
the same as they did and before I came over here because I always worked out and I always thought I worked out really hard but to be honest I think I worked out solidly but then with them too we they really kicked my ass and opened my eyes a little bit when it came to like work ethic a little bit more and stuff like that it was definitely a the needed push in the right direction and like I said I'm thankful for that and but that's important I think in life in general you need a great support system around you and just for the the circumstances of like how my career like I wanted to go in the next years I have the perfect uh like fundamentals here the perfect foundation like I said I have uh uh I have Ginny great wife she's a great support and I have uh Fabian and Marcel that are really uh, a great backup too talk about SummerSlam. That's that's the name of the game today. That's the name of this podcast, SummerSlam predictions. So let's predict some SummerSlam stuff, why don't we? Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan for the SmackDown Women's Title. Champion Liv Morgan, challenger Ronda Rousey. Liv has she's 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 talked me into it, dude. Like, if you had asked me when this first happened, when 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 this all went down, it was a little scary to thinking that the next match was most likely going to be Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's title at SummerSlam because you go, man, Ronda Rousey, she's a huge name. She's been a big, you know, she's been a big money draw for the company in various ways. She's highly regarded. But Liv Morgan's done a really good job. Liv Morgan's done a really good job job as champion so far and if she loses here her whole main event run is stifled if she loses in decisive fashion here her being a main eventer is over before it starts in the women's division and i feel like that would be unfair because she has done so good in every way shape or form since she has gotten this chance since she's become champion since she won money in the bank um she's gained so much in terms of confidence uh, following like in the, the eyes of the fans, people look at her as more of a serious contender now, and I, I just think that Ronda Rousey does not need that win as much as Liv Morgan does right now. Finally, the main event: Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I mean. If Roman hasn't lost it to Brock at this point, you wouldn't think that it's going to happen here. I just wouldn't, especially now that Triple H is in charge. Brock Lesnar was so much so a Vince McMahon. You know, I don't want to use the word crutch because that's not a fair terminology, but you know, he was someone that Vince McMahon felt was an attraction. You know. So he would use him as such. But I could see Triple H wanting to give other people opportunities now. And I don't know if Brock Lesnar is going to want to be wrestling up and, you know, wrestling all new types of people as champion. Nor do I think he wants to be around as much as he was in the build to, like, you know, WrestleMania and stuff. So because of that, I am going with Roman Reigns winning. I'm going with Roman Reigns winning. 
but I can't decide how I think this theory situation is going to play out because, you know, the smart bet would be him cashing in and not winning. You know, (laughs) you'd think him cashing in and not winning would be the thing. I just can't figure out, you know, they've hyped it so much he almost has to do it now. I've just been so torn on this. There's no way Theory is going to become the champion this weekend. There's just no way, in my opinion. And I'm saying that in terms of like, I, I, I this is strictly as me as a fan. This is my fan speaking, the fan of me speaking. I just think that like, that doesn't seem like it's time for that yet. Nor do I think that Roman should lose the title. I mean, Roman is... As we saw this this week on Raw, when you're talking about a top heel, I mean, there, there's no comparison between Theory and Roman Reigns right now. And that's not a knock on Theory. It's a compliment to Roman Reigns and how freaking great he is right now. I mean, he's just like on another level. But do I think that they have Theory cash in and lose? No, I don't. Why? You can have him hold on to that for another six months and maybe get him there but he just got it so how do you get around it that's the question i can't figure out that's what i've been stumped on because they've hyped it too much to have it not happen now right you'd think they can't they can't do that i mean they could obviously they can do anything it's whatever it's the money in the bank it's supposed to be a surprise but you'd think with the way they've played into it so much you'd think You'd think that he has to. And you'd think there's no way he's actually beating Roman Reigns. The only other option is that he does it during the match. Is that he does it during the match when they're both down. And 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 gets the title that way, runs off, and, and, and Roman gets it back real fast. But God, that would devalue the run that Roman Reigns has had. So I'm going to say Fury cashes in afterwards unsuccessfully. And Roman is standing tall at the end of the night. All right, that's it. I'm done here. I'm tapping out. That was the best of the week. Before I get out of here, though, make sure that you go follow the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. Go subscribe on there. That's where you can find Add a Character every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, as well as clips from the show, clips from Raw and SmackDown, and a bunch more. So go follow and or subscribe whatever the proper terminology is go do it uh, on youtube also follow wwe on fox on social media including tiktok we're going to be posting tiktoks asap so go follow it you're not going to want to miss it all right i'll see you guys tomorrow on here peace